0: Yo, yo, yo! The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin.
1: Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. Good morning. So we sit here uh, December 20th, 2021, uh, approximately coming around the corner to two years of COVID. You know, I think, what was it, February? First case was announced into January, early February of 2020 somewhere around there so so we're essentially work work for me
2: shut down in-person work shut down in like uh i think the end of march uh, yeah or it might have been like april 3rd or something like that but yeah and the mb the nba shut down i think like
1: march 20th 21st mm-hmm. or right. something like yeah. that it was march as well yeah and I, I remember it i remember um seeing someone repost the kobe had you know Kobe had passed away in a car crash, an air crash, um, plane crash, or helicopter crash, and and the same paper on that post, so and put on like one of the social medias at the bottom was the first known case oh, of like, COVID nineteen It had America. happened in, in in Seattle or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, mm. the first case in America. So I remember it was like you know it had hit Japan, Japan, uh, China. Yeah. Um, Probably at the end of 2019, like around this time, it had started to surface.
2: Yeah, that's when I first heard about it. Yeah, Um, because you know I'm like a like borderline doomsday prepper guy that moves to the mountains, right? So like, so I was uh, like, it was. I remember telling people at work about it, like in the very early parts of January. I was. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to sound like I was smart and ahead of the game on this one. But there were like three in the past that I was worried about that didn't turn into anything, right? So, you know what I mean? Like, it might seem like I knew what I was talking about, but I didn't. (laughs) Um, But I was like, you know, I was a a little bit worried and blah, blah, blah. And like, I made Sarah get a bunch of like canned goods and rice and like all the stuff. So, like, all the people that like freaked out in March, we had already done our packing. We were way ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. Toilet paper for weeks already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was good. I was good. We could eat for date. Like, like the, if the world shut down tomorrow, we're fine. we yeah. be fine. I don't need to go to the shops. Trust me. I'm all right. Nah. People <laughs> underestimate, like, because I seem nice and sort of sane. You know what I mean? They underestimate how
1: thick the tinfoil on my hat is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, with that being said, like, so here we are two years later, and, like, I don't know. Things have we we've learned how to coexist with it a little, mm-hmm. a little better, much much better, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, there's lives being lost, but not at the rate that, that it was at the height of this thing. Um, you know, it seems like there's been some, some forward progress and just even how, how to treat it, um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at the landscape of like sports and entertainment, which honestly is like the, one of the top three resources of of America right now is sports and entertainment. It's entertainment, mm-hmm. and yeah. right now it it's it's looking bleak.
2: Yeah, because all the NBA players are getting
1: like what is it the Nets? Yeah, the Nets yeah. have like eight to ten players out. I think on COVID. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. keeps coming. It, and it and it's and it's soon going to affect a, a Super Bowl ring or two. Uh, sure. a a championship ring of some sort like where your best player is going to be, you know, out with covid-like symptoms and and testing positive, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it almost happened with Chris Paul sure. where he had to miss I think like one game because one of game. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just interesting and I guess my real question is like our your opinion. What like where do you see This thing going It seems like you're not Going to get 100% vaccination At least not In the near future Um, Yeah
2: I mean So I don't You know I think it's going to be Effectively like the flu I've been getting the flu shot For You know 15 years Or so Um, Because getting the flu Is terrible It sucks And if you could Not get the flu Or lower your chances Of getting the flu Which is actually What the flu shot does Right It lowers your chances And if you get it It won't be as bad Like that's what, that's been the deal with the flu shot for the last 15 years and I've been getting it for about that long. Um, And you know, maybe it's 10, you know, but it's like in that range, right? Um, And so it's like, it's this very easy math problem for me. Like it's just super easy math, right? Like flu shot makes me less likely to get sick, makes, if I do get sick, it makes it less likely that I'm gonna um, get very sick and i happen to protect other people from getting the flu as well like that that might be older or you know um you know i i grew up in like the whole ryan white AIDS generation right i'm a couple of years older than you so like there's that that like ever-present concern even though like aids is sort of weirdly cured now right like magic's gonna live a long life a a long healthy life right and like that's wonderful and fantastic that, that that happened um but like there's always sort of been that omnipresent like concern about what do we do about people? You know, how do we protect people who are immunocompromised? Like that was kind of a, a thing. So happily, we don't need to worry about it really. Um, when it comes to the flu, if you just go out and get flu shot and you're, you're doing your part. Um, and it's the same with, with Corona, right? Like it, it, it's just, uh, you won't get as sick you'll protect some other people you might not even get sick um you know i don't i don't know that if we've had covid sarah and i i think that we have not uh we're triple vaccinated so um but you know players people who work in person people who do those things like like you uh, who have in-person jobs you're gonna get covid you, you know you're gonna get the flu you're, there's stuff that you're gonna get and so minimizing the risk in your life if you can makes sense and so i don't get what the controversy is all about you know um i certainly understand the people who have like hesitations or anxieties around it or you know i have a good buddy who's like petrified of needles like so scared and he he ended up getting the johnson and johnson so he could just get the one shot you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you know and there's like a whole political thing that happened where people are like politically for stuff and you know, I don't have a whole lot of faith in political opinions. <laughs> so try to stay out of that, but you know, it's going to change the way the sports work. It's going to change the, and that's okay. You know, like, yeah. okay. So now your bench needs to get better. So now, right now the, the most valuable GMs are the ones who know how to build a bench Yeah, and like, yeah. that's the way sports goes now. So, okay. Like work under those contexts. I I guess in the process theory in our show's wisdom. You know, now it's like okay that that just created an opportunity that created a lane. What's the lane? The lane is have better bench players. Have a better yep. seven, eight, nine, and ten on your bench in the NBA.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that final statement for sure. Like 100. percent Like I think, you know, in our true fashion when we look at. Problems, we don't necessarily see them as problems. It's kind of like, you know, as long as you tell us the rules, we'll find a way to win. Just tell tell us the rules, and and it's clear that it looks like the rules of this game, you know, and in basketball terms, is that as far as basketball, football, and entertainment goes, and sports goes, is that the rules are, you know, we're not messing around. There's no exceptions. Covid happens, you're out, and so therefore, I need to be too deep everywhere, possibly three deep, just you know. And I need to, I need to never we ne- we can't be in the same room together unless it's game time, you know what I mean. And we need to make sure that, uh, you know, we're we're utilizing Zoom like every other, you know, business is and every other you know line of work is, and you just work within those rules. You work within the rules. You work within what you know, the game, and how to play the game so that you have the best chance to win. And, uh, and that looks like the around. rules
2: for this year, next year, maybe even the year after. Like, that's going to be out there, right? And then, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see every NBA team, you know, at, at some point in the next two years
1: be 100% vaccinated and that be the rules. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, wouldn't shock so, me to see that. Nope. And I think, you know, just overall, as far as the vaccine, I'm with you. I've been vaccinated, about to get the booster. And, uh, and, um, yeah, I just look at it from, from a number standpoint as well. Whereas it's just like, at the end of the day, I've been vaccinated for other things. I've gotten the flu vaccination. So I guess for me, like just vaccines and, and, you know, I respect anyone's, you know, fear of them or lack of understanding of them, you know, I, I, okay. There, you know, if you, you have concerns and, you want to be an anti-vaxxer? I would just say be it, be it across the board if, that, well, if that's your stance. I, I don't I, know if, you know, I, I, well, I guess you can't even get in. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't even matter either. I, I guess there's – you have the right to decide, and you know, either way. what What's your pro, what's your not. Um, my only concern way. about that stuff is, like,
2: what are you an anti almost anything for? You know what I mean? Like, there's well, a all, that's very, a good point. There's a pretty short list of things that I am willing to
1: judge. It's only one for me. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a pretty an, short. Yeah. I'd say anti, anti hate. Like I'm anti that's hate. It. That's I, it. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I'm and anti. like, and
2: I'm very understanding of like, like, you know what I mean? Like I've been navigating the world as a, as a white guy for a while and I'm pretty understanding of guy, white guys that make jokes about other ethnicities and stuff like that. Or like, you know, make jokes on women and stuff like that. Like, I'm not particularly concerned with that. You know what I mean? Like, I get that it's off brand and I get that it's not great and I understand the downsides and I get it. You know what I mean? And I'm certainly not like advocating for it, but people are pattern matching individual, you know, we're all pattern matching people and people make these jokes that they think are funny or they're, they're trying to go somewhere with it or whatever and know
1: your audience uh, you know like i'm pretty understanding hate yeah i mean well that's no different than it's no different than pulling up to the basketball court and it's hey white boy hey you white know, boy. It, right like it's in those way. and in those yeah.
2: contexts like for the you know you can always i don't know i've i've in my life i've you know i get that it's distasteful in modern society and i hope that that continues because i i get why it's bad but yeah. I also understand like, hey, white boy, when you're at the basketball court, right? Like, So I also yeah. like, I'm, I'm fine with like that sort of, you know, joking, well, it,
1: even though I get why it's in bad taste. And so- yeah. And I think it what you, you know, and not the put words in your mouth, but what it feels like is it's kind of like, hey, we're getting better. We're, we're all getting better. And it's not gonna happen overnight. And you know, yeah, that's distasteful, but you know, like, this is progress in itself. Like, hey, white boy turns in usually into, man, white boy can ball. You know what I mean? And then then by the end of the game- Or
2: at least like, he's
1: trying, (laughs) you know? Uh, Yeah, by the end of the game, it's like, you know, now we doing like the the half handshake, half hug, you know, we're at the court. Next time I show up, it's not, hey, white boy anymore. It's, then I got a name, you know what I mean? Then I'm like, next I'm like Larry Bird instead of Hey White Boy or 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 exactly. J- Jason Williams, you know, and it's like this this you know or Steve Nash, but it's this steady growth of like a, a, a chipping away at a wall, you know, and and getting closer, and you know, so even though where it starts, it's distasteful, but even when I've had like black joke said to me, and you're like. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Like that, you know, like that's that's like not funny. And then they're like, you know, they're embarrassed, and they're like, you know what I mean. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, what do you mean? It, it, it wasn't nothing harmful. I didn't say anything, you know. I'm like, yeah, but you know, talking about black hair, in nappy hair, it's not like, you know, that's that's a microaggression. That's not tasteful. You know what right, I mean? He, here's here's why it's distasteful. And then
2: before you know it, you and that person have like a real exactly. relationship. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Or or you've taught them something. You know what I mean? And that's the thing where I think you mean it the most. Is like, we're not a, you're not a, you're not like hate meaning like people who are actively trying to harm others right. for whatever, for whatever reason, that's different than right. what, what it is with them. But and not, that
2: approach of like anti-vax, like, yeah. and, and I don't know, there's a, there's a large community of people that are anti this. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know that I'm mm-hmm. anti anything. <laughs> nope. Nope. And I generally don't. I'm generally distrustful. Ooh, I'm I of got one people more. People who are anti stuff, you
1: know what I mean? I got one more. Mm. Anti-hate, and I'm also anti like I guess known ignorance or like intention or I guess ignorance can't necessarily be intentional, can it? Um, but like people who like yeah, intentional ignorance. Like someone who's not willing to go get answers. Someone who becomes an anti person and they're like they don't even want to hear the other side they just yeah, want this, to be like you know anti
2: there's this crazy phrase for that called contempt prior to investigation there you go
1: yeah and so like,
2: man if if there's something that is a turn off faster is that contempt prior to investigation thing like i see that all the time and i'm like ooh,
1: yeah, <laughs> like yeah. well you know i'm anti that that that's on the list those two things yeah. that's it even that like i understand where they're coming from you know, like
2: I, I get it. I'm like, uh, cause I have that reaction. Like, if my neighbors were like, were gonna ask me something, you know what I mean? I'd be like, hmm. I don't want to listen to them because I don't like my neighbors. Like, but, you know, I don't know. A- anyway, that that's where I'm. You know, anti. I guess it comes when you we were listening to chapters. I think s- seven, eight, and nine this week, or six, seven, and eight. We have to talk about that too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Six of. Six, seven, and eight?
1: Yes. Cause you yeah. listen to and... yeah. Nah, nah, nah. yeah, yeah, I think it was six,
2: seven and eight. But I'll, I'll check. Right. Either way. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. One of the chapters, he was talking about his his uh I can't remember who it was, but his friend who had the opportunity to like be on the Will Smith train and go to Hollywood and do all these things and and he and he was the beatboxer and he left. Yeah. You know? And he chose a different path. And yeah, I understand why. chose yeah, Ready Rob. and I understand why he chose a different path, right? Like, um, especially in a in a place like like Philly. Like, I know so many people who are like from Delaware County, and never left, or mm-hmm. people who are from like the oh yeah, I'm from Southwest Philly, and like they're like these are the 18 blocks that I've been to, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they never <laughs> left. Like, like that's just who, you know that that sort of part of the world is. Um, it, it, there's a lot of attraction to that. Like you just never leave. You, you know, you're, you're always there. And I understand what Reddy rock went through when he was like, I, I, I need to, I'm playing second fiddle right to jazz and, and will. And all of a sudden people don't care about my skill as much. And, you know, will was a young man and he screwed that up. I'm sure as a, as a relationship, but mm-hmm. he didn't come along. He chose a different life. And, uh, you see that with the anti people, right? They're just cho- they're choosing a different life. They're instead of choosing one of opportunity and choice and and learning, they're choosing a different life. And it's not just anti-vax; it's anti really anything. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know what you when you talk about Ready Rock in that situation, I think it's one of those things where I remember being uh, early on when we started twenty four hundred. I remember having this idea of like, yo, let's bring everybody along, And I'll forget which, I think it was Kunta who said it to me, who was like, you know, before we bring anybody, there needs to be roles. There needs to be clear and defined roles that also would have, you know, some evolution to them. So that even as we grow, your role in the overall machine gets to grow as well. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. there there's, there's there's growth happening. As I get bigger, your role either changes or evolves into a bigger space so that you can always feel like you have a significant role. And I think the thing with um you know, with ready rock is that his role was this one thing. You know, he was the beatboxer. That was his role. And then beatboxing, like Will said in the book, beatboxing was slowly, like not become, you know, slowly moving out not of, as cool. of, of, yeah, it was like, you know, it, it was it was becoming something that wasn't necessarily a part of the hip hop culture for the long term. But what they didn't do, and he admitted, is they never had a conversation about how his role was changing.
2: Sure. He was a young guy. He probably didn't, he didn't know how to
1: handle it. Sure. Exactly. And therefore it ended up ending and crashing and burning the way that it did. But because they never really decide about, all right, ready, rock. This is how your roles going to evolve. You know what I mean? And ready rock didn't bring
2: his side of the street to it either. Right. He didn't come to will and say, Hey, look, it's clear that this isn't an important part of the show anymore how can I bring value to this team that we have that we're building up around at that time, jazz and will like at that Mm -hmm. time it was both of them, Mm -hmm. but it turns out, you know, us, we already kind of know the end, right? It it turns out that the, the North star in this story is will right. And and he wants, he wants to bring everybody along. Everybody's got to hitch their wagon, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, it's two people. So I have a cousin who, you know, has said this, this to me one time It's like, man, coming up, I never wanted to be Mike. I always wanted to be Scottie Pippen. You know what I mean? Like 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 and when he said it to him I'm like, "Damn, like that's right, man. No one wants to be any less than Scottie Pippen." Like like you could be you could be Scotty, but there ain't too many people. You know, there was maybe there's a Not a lot of people of saying they want to be Steve Kerr. Exactly. <laughs> Not many people want to be Steve Kerr. Not many people want to be Luke Longley you know, a Ron Harper, you know what I mean? You might get a handful of Dennis Robbins just because of of who he is. yeah, yeah, outrageous. A lot of crazy, (laughs) uh, yeah, just because of who he is, a little crazy, but you know, you don't get too many people that's like, yeah, I want to be Mario Chalmers. You know what I mean? Like, but the the, the fact of the matter is, is like those people are big, huge parts of the success. You know what I mean? Like you think of it as like, it's like a marriage, right? It's like a marriage and and how important it is that, like, you be a team in a marriage. You know, right now, the one thing that I can say in, in my marriage, we got, you know, me and my wife are outnumbered, twice as many kids as there are us. And and the, and, and, and the thing is, is like what we learned in team is in parenting, you know, we, we have to have our roles. And neither role is bigger than the other. Like, neither role. You know, and, and the role that my wife plays is a role that allows me to be able to go out every day to work and, and deal with this, you know, the day-to-days uh, that I have to deal with working in an environment where I'm around people all day. You know what I mean? And, like, in return, I know when I come home, you know, anything that I can do to make it easier on her is is, is what, my, what my job is there. So if I got to walk the dog at... Nine o'clock every night, or as soon as I get in the door every night, like that—that's the role that I have to play to make her job even easier. And you know, at the end of the day, she's Mike sometimes. I'm I'm Mike sometimes. She's Scotty sometimes. I'm Scotty sometimes. But both of us is Steve Kerr. Probably more often we're Steve Kerr, you know, than anything. We're making the the final shot. We're we're playing a specific role. That is something that's necessary in order to be that champion that you are. You know, without that corner three maker, bulls don't get as many ranks.
2: Well, and that, you know, when you, like, you think about one of the things that Will tells a story about in this book is meeting Quincy mm, and, mm-hmm. and the role he plays. And in that moment, right? Yeah. Will was Steve Kerr. And it's kind of funny when you think about it, but like Quincy Jones was the star of that show Mm -hmm. before the show existed. And in that moment, he was the mic. He was the guy who has everything. He had everybody in the room. Everybody listens to him. He was the most powerful guy in the room because he's Quincy Jones, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but like he had all this sway. He had all this moment and he understood what his authority was in the moment, right? And so he, uh, you know, I don't know anything about this, the timelines in Hollywood, but it does seem pretty fast to go from a show idea in March, a meeting in March to a pilot episode in September, right? Yeah, yeah, that timeline seems in super duper fast. And the driver behind all that was Quincy, because in that moment, he was Michael Jordan. He was the most important guy. He did everything. And then two months later, six months later, you know, at the end of season one, <laughs> Quincy Jones is now not like, I didn't know he had anything to do with Fresh Prince, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was even a, a, a part of the story, so. He's Ron Harper,
1: he slid into Ron he Harper. Becomes,
2: he turns into Ron Harper, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. understanding that not only are opportunities, there are opportunities where you need to be in charge and you need to be the person. But then those opportunities can change in nature so much that you're now an irrelevant part or not an irrelevant, but like a, a barely relevant part of the story is that's a hard thing to think through. Yes. You know? Well, your
1: job is done. Your job, your job for this has has now, maybe not done, but it's it's you, you did the, the big thing that you needed to do, which is get the show to a pilot. And now you got to get out the way. And let the people that you hired to do the job do their job yeah you gotta let other people shine and because that all it does is allow you to shine even more you know what i mean like like quincy can now sit back and go yeah i discovered will smith as an actor you know what i mean like like you know it was it was amazing i saw the talent and yeah. you know and, and now he's forever ab or who is it abc or, or nbc nbc probably will you know if quincy wanted to put a show on today he could put a show on you yeah. know like that's the equity that he's earned i mean as far it, as
2: like people who are who are quincy like, that's like there's like eight of them but yeah, you know, not, yeah. not a lot of people that are that mega powerful and famous oh. but oh. it is tremendous like to have been able to see the world in the way he saw it move the Move the rock, I guess, and to to go back yeah, to the story yeah, that will told. Yeah. You know his his interpretation of the story of Lazarus. Yeah, and then and then to go into this other piece, like, you know that that is pretty tremendous. And uh, you know, I've I've because of reading Miles Davis's uh, biography and stuff like that, like I, I'm pretty aware of Quincy and the stuff that he's done in his life. And whew, yeah. <laughs> like that is a man who's done yes. everything, everything that
1: you could do in entertainment. He's, he's done yeah, yeah, Totally. Tremendous. Tremendous. Love was, Yeah, totally. But it, you know, and also in the book, like some of the crazy stuff is again. It, I touched on it briefly, but like, you have such a wrong the 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 world maybe has such the wrong idea of Will Smith, like in who he in who he is. You know what I mean? Like, like that dude is. First of all, he's Philly through and through. Like. He's Philly through and through. Like listening to his book is like listening to like, you know, eavesdropping on, on an uncle talking to an old friend. Sure. You know what I mean? Like like he's through and through even his family is Philly through and through. Like his crew, everything. He talks about uh um he talks about uh when he goes with um Bo Kimball. Maybe the part of the book where, he, where he's like with Bo Kimball and, yeah. and he sees <laughs> I'm laughing because I said this yesterday, like two days ago, because I had got a haircut and somebody didn't have one. And I said to him, What's up with your fade, man? Your fade a little tight You know, and it was like, you listen to the book, like, he like uh he sees Bo Bo out here in LA, you know, uh, playing and- ball and his hair is all jacked up. <laughs> and, and he's like, his hair was really messed up, but I was going to have to tell him his fade was wet regardless because when you from Philly, that's what you do. The fade is legendary. So if your fade ain't tight or even if it is, you got to let him know that, you know, you got to take that shot. And Bo was like, yeah, man, I know we ain't figured that out yet. And it just, it just, it just was like, there's so many little things in this that for me is like, wow. Like Will was like, he was real. Like, he was young and, and in his prime he was no different mentally than I was in my youth running through Philly especially because we'll be sharing common are where where neither one of us are about you know any type of street life
0: right
1: but when when you're when you're in that environment you know you, you have no choice it's going to be around you you know, through the tour. Right, you have cousins. an awareness,
2: you have an awareness of it.
1: You have an awareness of it, whether it's your friends, your cousins, like, you know, hanging out with JBM, yep. you know, he tells a story where he's hanging out with JBM, you know, and those dudes is like a history of. They're like,
2: they're, le- they're legendarily le- hard in Philly. Yes. Like,
1: <laughs> like just like literally the amount of bloodshed and violence and even the positive things that, that, you know, I mean, it's tough to say, but you know, I mean, like. Even sure, in the community, exactly. the the yeah. things that people love them for in their community, you know, the the, the you know, the, there are things on that side as well. But mostly, mm-hmm. what they're known for is their ruthlessness and street life in Philadelphia. And here he is, you know, playing pool having war. pool parties. Yeah, uh, you know, playing pool war, shall I say, with a, the the lieutenants of a JBM. While he's running around with a bunch of money in Philly and, you know, had the largest hit in a Grammy, and he's hanging out with members of the JBL. Yeah.
2: Because like, at
1: that time, uh, it, it would be hard to imagine him not. Yes, I was going to say, you know? he knew no better. He knew no yeah. better. They had money from the same city. They did what they did. He did what he did. They rolled with him, they protected him. He had, you know, it, it, it's just wild, man. It, it's, Hearing that story was just like, damn, like I just got a different view on Will, you know, than I had. Cause I was well, too you young. Get it. It's a much more
2: complete picture. You know, like you you hear these moments and uh, we were talking about this before the show, but like, you know, obviously he's looking back on his life. And when you look back on your life, you have a tendency to, to draw lines that probably weren't there, right? They were they were accidents that happened in your life that you then go like, oh yeah, I did that because of this. It was probably an accident, but either way. um. But of course that's that's natural, right? But you do get this whole vision of of the guy as somebody who is making decisions trying to not drop the ball, you know? Like the the number of times the number of shots that you get to be great. And you know, you and we we've always made the old joke about, you know, not hanging out at the barbershop, right? Like yeah, there's yeah. like there's certain stuff that like the number of times that you get to not screw something up are, are limited. You know, (laughs) like it's real easy to screw stuff up. And you know, there's decisions I make every day that are just like, "Mm, I'm just doing this. So I don't screw something up like that. That's, and you see that wills like looking at the world, stepping back, thinking it through, how do I not screw this up? And he's just as stupid and dense as you and I are when Quincy's sitting there going like, yeah, well, if we don't, you know, it'll be two weeks before we can get these guys in a room. And he's like, That's great. Two weeks is how much I need to practice. And then he's like, well, that once we do that or before, and like eventually it dawns on him, just like eventually it dawns on me that like the right thing for me to do is to, you know, in in my case, show up and work hard at at my job and be enthusiastic and positive. Like that is the most important thing I can do at my job, which is weird because I'm an engineer, but really that's the most important thing that I do on my job. It's not Mm. how much code I write. It's the fact that I don't complain and I have a positive attitude that impacts more of the code than anything else. That's a crazy sure. thing. That's a crazy thing. And that's the, it's hard to take a step back and look at your life that way, you know? So speaking of which, this book is too good. I want to speed up reading it. I do too. <laughs> so so I don't know what that means, but like, let's figure on five chapters for the next
1: week all right uh, uh, yeah and we'll do because three. like
2: it's it's too good and i want to tear through it yeah you and me both. <laughs> and you know i, you I mean, I
1: luckily th- stopped at like chapter like i think i'm at like 14 or something and i said yeah. i gotta stop I, I can't go no more so i stopped but listening
2: i think that our our ideas of doing small chunky chapters makes sense when we're reading something that's like technical um or strategy based right like when we were reading the the uh Mahersha The prerequisites book or yeah. Mahersha's book like you know you needed to like listen and, and and take it in and then think about it and it needed to be small chunks but this is like it's he's such a great storyteller <laughs> that I just yeah. want to jump in you know Yeah totally
1: so. Totally I'm on board for that All right. So what cool. you got this week did you did did, did you make I the did. call
2: I did man. I did man did I send you the text
1: no. I don't know if
2: I sent you the text Yeah so I I talked to JD and you know, I just texted him and I was like, Hey, you ready to start out this beta and like check it out? Give me some feedback. And he was like, Let's do it. So he and I are gonna get together. Um, you know, it's obviously Christmas season for him right now. Um, so I was like, Let's let's hit it early January, like right after right after the new year flips. Let's uh get you onboarded and trying it out and giving me the feedback that, that you want. I was like, We'll have a call in early January and he was like, Let's do it. So hey. So we have like a real live beta customer tester for the application. The app's coming along. I keep building stuff even though like, Hmm. even though I don't need to, right? That's cool
1: now because you've already, you know, delivered on what you're supposed to deliver on. And
2: I know that the customer's coming, right? So now I'm just like, the the stuff that I'm building is more like, right now the message that you send is like only one message, right? Mm -hmm. Um. The text message that you send and so i'm making the text message a little bit more like configurable so he could change his name he could change some values in it stuff like that and then the same thing with like uh i added in emailing right so it's the same functionality but it lets him email the customer instead of text them which is cheaper for me so i want it but it's also like you know more configurable for him but it's not like any of the new features that I want to build. It's all just iterations on the same thing that I'm building for him. So pretty exciting, man.
1: There you go. Awesome. it's yeah. Yeah. good, man. That's good.
2: Yeah. How about you? What's going on with you?
1: Oh, this was a, this was a lazy week here. Christmas is coming. We're sure we're getting everything situated in the house and all that. So uh, we actually, we didn't really do much this week. You know, we're, we're going to catch up today and, uh, you know, come up with some plans, get ready for whatever we're going to do. Well, the three of you have been doing
2: so much anyway, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just, this is one of them weeks where, you know, we text and it was kind of just like, yeah, we good, we good, we good, we good, we good. (laughs) And it was just like, all right, we'll start back up in January, you know, in terms of like what the next thing is, because we got to plan our event January. We're going to do 12 (laughs) events this year and there's going to be one event a month minimum. That's our goal. One event a month. So um, we have to figure that out. We might go back to the wings. We might do something totally different, um, you know, but but we're just gonna do something. You know what? I got one last and I know you gotta go to work and I gotta yeah. call work, but I had an experience that just, it, it goes along the lines of everything that we, we've been discussing. Went to Ocean Prime. I don't know if you're familiar with Ocean Prime, but it's like it's like a Del Frisco's type vibe. You know, uh, one of those type places, high end. You know, costs a whole bunch of money for just the entertainment. Um, not entertainment. Sorry, the atmosphere is what you're paying for. So it's the sure. You know, the, the fancy. You know, cocktails. The 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 big bar. The waiters waiting on your every hand and. You know, every every need. Um, so, we go to this place. And my relationship with food is so much different now. That, like, when I go sit down to eat, I don't care if it costs me 150 or it costs me $5 a plate. My expectations is that whoever's making this food has a passion for cooking. And that they're bringing me out something that they literally enjoyed preparing and i can taste the passion in their cooking style mm-hmm. you know what i mean and one thing that i that i learned for me as a as a business going forward if i decide to go into the food industry cuz i go to this place and you know we spun a nice nickel and the food was like stuff that i can make and it and and i can taste like there wasn't really a lot of care it was just kind of like it was like a job too much it's like a job and i and i've been racking my brain trying to like figure out why and 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 the idea and the thing that keeps coming back to is like every one of these places are whether they're fancy chains that i don't call them chains they call them like you know um oh, what the hell are they there's a name for them when they're like del frisco's so like you don't call it del frisco it's a chain you call it like you know it, it's it's like it's a, a location yes yeah, like <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's 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 like a, a north american so it, it there's like fancier ways to get the chain for like high ends like that right yeah they're just trying yeah. they're
2: just trying to hide the word chain
1: yeah yeah, yeah exactly and it's not a chain because it's not like a franchise it's really like one owner who's opening up their their dallas location or sure. their you know their arkansas location little rock yeah. location but um the one thing that I know is like if you just if you just uh, have a hired gun in your business, that passion is going to be missing. That passion is going to be missing. If you have a hired gun, just somebody that you're paying by the hour to follow a recipe, you you're basically paying to have a passionless work done. Nine nine out of ten times, there's a few people that will still find a passion in there somewhere but nine out of ten times that's passionless work and what i've realized is that whatever i do i have to figure out how can i bring somebody in to help me build this thing but also maintain their passion you know yeah i mean i don't know that
2: that is going to be a future topic for conversation for sure. Right? Because do I, I, I don't know how you main, maintain that because you definitely see it in all, all, across all kinds of businesses, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have an right. idea
1: and a theory, but we'll talk about it because I yeah. do have a theory.
2: All yeah. right? All right, well, let's bounce. We'll talk next week. Yeah, man. All right, man. Talk to you. You got it.
1: Later.
0: And that's all the time we have this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process is Black and White. Come join us next week where the journey continues on the road to successful entrepreneurship. For further information, go to www.theprocessisblackandwhite.com. Any views or opinions represented on this podcast do not constitute financial advice or any other advice. Vernon and Devin inspire you to conduct your own due diligence before making any personal financial decisions.